Hey, right after the closing jingle this week, we have a cool interview with Emilio Estevez, actor Emilio Estevez from Mighty Ducks, Young Guns 1 and 2, and many, many other great movies. Uh, so he'll be talking about his movie, The Way, and a whole bunch of other stuff, too. Maybe even Young Guns 3. Yeah, stick around. It's after the closing jingle. And now... The Big D and Bubba Weekly Podcast. Big D and Bubba, they have a show five days a week, but they don't get to say everything that's on their mind, so they have an extra one, and that's how we get the podcast, the podcast, the podcast. Big D and Bubba Podcast, the podcast, the podcast. Big D and Bubba Podcast. It's the podcast. Now with cupcakes. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. <laughs> Uh, the podcast sponsored by Pickle Jar. Pickle Jar is like that amazing, awesome, wonderful friend that always knows about great new music before everybody else. You got uh, exclusive picks and videos. There are cupcakes in here. Uh, plus, you can enter to win some really fantastic flyaway experiences. What? <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, I, but no, it's uh, Wonder Boy over here. <laughs> uh, he takes a cupcake, smells it, and he goes, hmm, kind of like shrugs, like, hmm. So, and then he eats it. I was like, wow. Ah, wow, what a... And then I almost choked to death. She's <laughs> like... Me laugh. It was just a smell, and it was really... It was like... And just throw it in my and mouth just like eats a it. giant. Like, I can just see you just walking around people's tables at a restaurant. Carson, would, would you like a little cupcake? Like yes, cupcake. please. It's on YouTube. Uh, don't forget, you can enter those uh, flyaway experiences, tickets to VIP events, and more. Download for your iPhone or your droid at picklejar.com. Yeah, eat as much as you want. You How do you eat them. your uh, cupcakes? Do you eat them like uh, just you bite them well, as they are? Well, these are little tiny. Well, like... these, no, I usually, if they're real cupcakes, I take the stump and put it on top like yeah, a sandwich. Yeah, that's what I do. So you make a sandwich, yeah. Yeah, same. but... Yeah, you got to pull them apart. Oh, look at you. Okay, that looks okay. like a golden Oreo. Oh, and Patrick's oh, man, daughter's in so here. Much. She just made one. Uh, a little sandwich. This is, uh, what is this? What is he? What's the point? Uh, so Marianne sent these. I guess this is a either an ACM victory cupcake or... See you hey, later. Glad see you later. Glad I'm leaving. Cupcake. I'm not uh, sure. Mail you later. I'm trying yeah. to let Carson pick first oh. so I can. Uh, I don't, I'll try the. Do you want red velvet? No, There's only you're good. one. Okay. I'll come back. Yeah, because I was eyeing this one. The one okay. Cookie dough dollop. Angela's usually so scared of the microphone. I'm surprised she stayed in here this long while we were live. It's cupcakes. Cupcakes are doing that. Right. <laughs> what happens? Yeah. I wish I. I wish I could eat that kind you, of stuff. I, just, I feel so gross. Oh yeah, it know, makes I, you kind of. I don't feel good at all. It makes you kind of like that, that, not me. Away. Push that microwave. Away. This? Oh, yeah, just, yeah. yeah, it gets a weird thing. Um, yeah, so the ACM Awards uh, last night. Uh, boy, uh, you know, we a lot of people are like, you guys going to go? And we're like, ah, we're... The problem is that it's a Thursday, and for us to leave, get to Dallas, um, do all the events and stuff there. We'd we would have had to. Leave had like to Tuesday, right? Yeah, we would have had to leave Tuesday because they do a thing on Wednesday before. For the yeah, ACM, and the for morning the radio. flights, and so it was going to be too the, hard. They tell the radio winners, and most of the like, if you're running station of the year, or whatever, you could be anywhere in the country. So, if you're coming from Pensacola to Dallas, there's you can get a flight with two weeks' notice. It's not like there's a run on flights between Pensacola and Dallas. Yeah, big shout out to our uh, big moose in there. Yeah, exactly. Moose, but if you're one. coming from Nashville. The good flights have all been booked for uh -huh. a artists. long time because everybody, the whole music industry goes yeah. artists, from here. musicians, yep. 
uh, management, labels, mm-hmm. promotions. It's a ton of people. The worst part was that we couldn't get a flight back today until like nine o'clock tonight. No. There was, yeah, yeah, a friend of mine, her flight's at six tonight. Yeah. And she's just <clears throat> sitting there. Yeah, just. Ugh. Well, this is why they need to do the award shows, all of them, for country music in Nashville, because that's where everybody lives. I mean, every one of the performers has a home in the Nashville area. Nobody would have had to arrange flights. Nobody would have had to arrange hotel accommodations. It would have been much easier. They would have had their own personal tailors uh, to be able to, you know, accommodate them. And I know uh, a couple of them, our friend Stephanie, uh, she did some uh, tailoring for several of the the stars leading up to it. Yeah, good. And uh, so, yeah, it's like. And Nashville knows how to party. Like it's a it's a destination town. You know, no, if, it's like when you watched uh, the uh, draft and it was in Kansas City or whatever. Uh, yeah, Man, was... God bless Kansas City. I love Kansas City yeah. barbecue. Yeah. But put it, it looked like it was hee haw. It was like this. It was like, I was like, okay, here we go. And it's like, and this aerial jib shot comes down. I'm like, is this like a one of these free. Festivals mm-hmm. shows they do every Friday in August. That's right. It's live after five. <laughs> we're here like in downtown Kansas City. I'm in Baton Rouge. We're doing the Friday Five thing. Everybody's here to see Tommy you know, Boudreaux, <laughs> and then like everyone, no one knows who it is because no. you got there homeless guys the, yeah, walking around. Right. Hey. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, can you tell we did a lot of emceeing in the live after five? Oh my God, gosh! Wow, yes. it was always I'd be like sitting backstage and a guy just walking me. Hey, man, I, I and I would just go. I, I don't. I don't have any cash. All right, that's oh. just a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. But then you they see were the, the performers, and you see like <laughs> you see uh, you watch them do the uh, the draft, and it's like. That's and then you see hours oh, where so Broadway bad. shut down and it's people as mm-hmm. far as you can see. It's just a party. Oh, and it's the lights and there the are screens. Certain cities are built for tourism, you know, and that's just New you Orleans? know New Orleans, mm-hmm. New York City, Nashville, Austin to you know yeah, Vegas, Austin, Vegas. You know, Vegas. I mean, there's a lot of LA, places that are built LA. for tourism, mm-hmm. and they can handle an influx of 500,000 people without batting an eye. Yeah. I mean, think about last week, uh, weekend, mm-hmm. just Taylor Swift alone is 200,000 people. Actually, I saw the number was closer to five and a half. Wow. So well, it was like 550,000 people yeah. right. extra. He was just saying Taylor. I'm just saying yeah. Taylor. But, oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, you had graduations. There oh. were other concerts. Yeah, Janet there Jackson the on yeah, Janet Friday. Jackson was in town. parties. Yeah, there was so much. When we went to Dallas, now this time it was in Frisco, but it was at the uh, Cowboy Stadium, which is where, where is AT and T Stadium? Is it in Arlington or yeah? yeah. So, yep. There was nothing around. Like the stadiums there, it's a great place for a football stadium because there's nothing around. And then like after we left the awards, it was it, it was empty. Like yeah. you leave the award show, the CMAs are at the Bridgestone in downtown Nashville, and you leave and you're in downtown Nashville. You're there. All the stuff is there. A lot of the, I went to Cody Johnson's after party. It was at a bar like three three blocks or three bars away. Yep. I'm like, and you're in Dallas, and you're like, well, I guess we have to get a lift. And then, I'm not then really you don't sure. really know where you're going. No. Anyway, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it looked it looked great, um, but I'm just saying, I, or yeah, Bobby's right. I wish they would do it all here. It just, it and, and, you know, we have a friend who does um, like travel booking for all these <laughs> bands, and. They, because of the Morgan announcement, there was so much that changed like over, you know, over the course of the entire summer. 
they've been working like crazy to reschedule other bands who are taking Morgan's place on, on a lot of these festivals. Oh. And not only just Morgan, but Morgan's tour. You know, so they're they're trying to replace all this stuff, and uh, then you have uh, the cancellations for getting people to Dallas because Morgan wasn't going to be there, and he, you know, he had another band. I forgot who it was that went and took his place and did the performance. And I'm like, that's crazy that there's so much to it. It wouldn't have been a big deal at all for anybody to shift gears, you know, knowing that it could have been, you know, something local. I think that. Um I wonder if Cole was getting uh, push or like hate or something because he posted somebody he posted something on Twitter. Someone saying, uh, "So happy for you know Cole Swindell winning the two CMAs or ACM awards." Uh, all the haters and blood of such and such, and he responded with like, "You know, no one can take this moment away from me right now. I, I'm so happy right now, and this and that, and blah blah blah." People just can't. Be, I mean, you just can't be happy. Listen, it's right. the comparison is a thief of joy, and that's exactly what. I and mean, we all have our horses, and you're like, yeah. Like I was just, like I talked this morning. I was disappointed actually. Uh, McBride didn't win, but I'm happy for Laney. I mean, uh, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like anybody lost no. because everybody there. Uh, deserve to win. Everybody nominated could have easily made a claim for any one of those uh, awards. Yeah. You know, like I, somebody got really mad at me because I said that Chris Stapleton didn't uh, deserve Entertainer of the Year over Morgan, and I said that's just my personal opinion. They got very fired up, yeah. and I'm like, look, I'm not. What taking part of anything opinion away. do you not understand? Right. right, I'm not taking anything away from Chris Stapleton. Yes, he's amazing. I think that goes without saying. However. I think for Entertainer of the Year, personally, Morgan has done more for country music this past year than anybody. I think Jason said it best. What else does he have to do? Yeah. Uh, I mean, pretty much. I mean, do what? Anyway. But Chris Stapleton never won it before. And my favorite part was of everyone there, he looked the most shocked. Yeah, he did. He really, you could tell that was not a like fake Taylor Swift, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Like it was. (laughs) Wait, what? <laughs> say what? Y'all did, read did that say, right? <laughs> is this one of those things like the Oscars where they read the wrong name? Did you read the wrong name? Did you grab the wrong envelope? Oh, man. Because that's me. So, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm super happy for Chris. You know, I'm not sad that Morgan didn't win. I'm oh super, super stoked for Chris. And I'm super stoked for all the winners and all the nominees. That makes me think. We're just talking about us being there. We won the CMA at the best possible time. That we were there sitting in the third row to watch that Chris Stapleton, Justin Timberlake. That's the best eight and a half minutes of live music I've ever seen in my life. Me too. That was, was amazing. Just I unbelievable. That. And it was on, so they do like the halves, like the, the half of the stage mm. is one act and then they close that so they can work on it while the other half, you know, somebody keeps mm-hmm. performing. So we were right there. It was right in front of our side. Mm-hmm. I was just, oh, so fantastic. I just, I just remember Charles being uh, Kelly being so out of his brain excited about it. Oh, every, yeah. He's such and we, we did an event with him a couple of weeks ago uh downtown and he was uh bringing on Gary Lavox from Rascal Flats. And he was so he was such a fan. He was a fan of Gary. He was just mm-hmm. supporting him and and you see him doing that. I saw him do it that night years ago at CMAs. He was just being supportive of Stapleton and 
Yeah, at the time, Justin. Chris Stapleton, before that night, was just a guy that everyone in the music industry knew who he was. But yeah, he sang in the background. Yeah, the average fan was like, now who's that guy again? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he's the guy who was in the background for Drink a Beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he write a bunch of those songs? That's cool. Some dude I went to college with posted on Facebook this morning, after reading about last night's awards, didn't even watch him, right? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> this, what they're calling country. And I'm, and I'm not normally this guy. I try not to get into social wars. But I reply back. I'm like, so Chris Stapleton got Entertainer of the Year. Um, I'm yeah. sorry. What, what's not country about him? Chris Stapleton. Crickets. I keep checking my phone waiting for this guy to yeah, reply. Yeah, he can't reply anymore because is, nope. this a, is this a country music professional? No, it's a guy that was in radio 20 years ago and he'll post <laughs> things about, you know, really thinking about getting back into radio. Well, I just didn't know if maybe it might be no. somebody who's just trying no. to trying to start something because there's no, a lot of people. No, it's just a, a dude people. looking for attention. Well, and I gave it to him. It's my bad. Well, that's what I was going to say. There's people looking for attention just to get that dopamine hit of yep. an online argument. Now, I will say, uh, Hardy's uh, uh, thing that he did was uh, was Ooh. a whew, wow. yeah, that was oh, wow. He put the hard and Hardy baby. There were a couple of performances <laughs> that I'm never the guy that goes, "This isn't country music." But there were a couple of times last night where I was like, "Okay, listen, I like this, but this is not country music." Ed Sheeran? No, it's not. Well, Ed Sheeran wasn't supposed to be country, but like, uh, yeah, and you know, I didn't mind. I didn't mind that at all. At all. But, okay, so good. having him on there served what purpose? And and I'm not dissing on Ed Sheeran. I thought the actual performance with him and Luke Combs was great. But I'm just wondering, is he going to service that song? Are yeah. they going to treat they it like a song, single? The version with him and Luke Combs. As not, a single? Not on country radio, but like it's going to be on on pop radio. And well, Luke why Combs would they not send it. it to country radio? It was a good I mean, song. They played it on our award. Yeah, that's why I'm saying. Why would they not? I think just... a lot of it comes back to just the relationship the two of them have. Right, agreed. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. I thought I just seeing just... it was yeah. like. I think a lot of people don't realize. I remember we talked to uh, um, Chris about that Stapleton about when uh, they did that thing at the CMA Awards mm-hmm. with Justin Timberlake. He's the one who texted Justin like he said oh, a, two weeks so before. The, a, the CMAs calls up that he's a, nominated for best new artist. If you're nominated for Best New Artist, at least back then, I think it's still kind of similar. They give you a verse chorus. They give you about 90 seconds on the show because they want to have all those guys get a chance to perform. I remember Maddie and Tate performed that night because they announced the the radio winners uh, right after the thing. But they just do the first verse and then the chorus of their song, and then that's it. Well, Chris Stapleton, they called him up and they said, well, you, you get 90 seconds on the show. Let us know what song you want to do, what your arrangement is, et cetera. Um, so he called Justin and asked if he would perform with him. And he called the CMAs back and said, if I can get uh, Justin Timberlake to perform with me, could I get a little more time? They went, we'll give you eight and a half minutes, which is an entire <laughs> – that's like a whole segment of the show that dedicated to – That was brilliant for yep. Chris Genius. because it made his career. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. was the, that was the defining moment. It was – so awesome. It really was. But it, it's on that, YouTube. It's on YouTube. I think it, you is, find it, it is on YouTube, actually. You can find that. It's it's there. So uh but yeah, it was a great it was a great night. Um I you know, well a lot of people are like, I missed it. I didn't even know where and I mean it's it wasn't on regular TV, it was on a streaming service. And I don't know, we'll have to see how this works out, uh, because it's not people think live event like a game or awards, you think it's on yeah. TV, not Amazon Prime. So I don't know. i have to see how this over the next few years, if they keep doing it. They don't have to announce any kind of ratings numbers, for it at no. all. They don't have no, to they say. they don't have to, but but if if they used to get, say, 8 million people watching it, and now we don't know what it is, but say it's only three, that's not 
yes, they're still getting paid by Amazon, blah, 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 but it's not really, it doesn't accomplish the same thing. It doesn't have the same impact. Right. That great performance that Justin Timberlake and Chris Stapleton that literally saw it. blew his whole career up and changed his life, if, no, if less people see it, it's not as impactful. So, I mean, Laney Wilson and Jelly Roll last night mm-hmm. was, was that, le- it was amazing. And actually, a friend of mine who was at the awards texted and said, we're so lucky to have Lainey Wilson. Like, she's, oh, yeah, for sure. It's, she's such a blessing to country music, and it's so great that she's becoming a star. And I said, yeah, and also Jelly Roll. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. think about how great it is that that guy is in our format. Because he could have done, and he has done, everything. But yeah. he was like, nope, I'm, I'm going to be country music. This is, where my, this is what I want to do. And he's fantastic. And it was, uh, and I thought real. he got a new That's... tattoo because it said Music Man on his forehead. I'd never noticed that before because then I went and looked at pictures, and it's usually that his hair is kind of covering it, and he had it kind of pulled back. So he had this very prominent tattoo across his forehead that I'd never noticed before in all the times I've been around him. I, I remember the first time he came in, I walked outside the studio. <clears throat> he and I are standing there, just the two of us, uh, outside the parking lot. And uh, I'm just <laughs> I started looking at his face, and I go, "So what is uh like? What's that one? What's that for? It's like a what is it? Oh yeah, no, that's like uh that's like our uh, like our logo kind of creed, you know? Oh, yeah, okay, what about that one? What is it? What's that? Oh uh, yeah, I got this one. Uh, and he's just start going down this uh, lineage of his face tattoos. I'm like, does that hurt? <clears throat> uh yeah, it hurts. Yeah, it yeah. Hurts. <laughs> that hurts. It's your face. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the thing is, though, if you have one, you might as well have a hundred. I mean, <laughs> I mean as wrong. soon as you put one, because if you put just one, everyone's going to go, hey, you got something on your uh, That's true. Face. But if you have just a, a face full of them, everyone goes, oh, he's a face tattoo. Well, most Angela, people, what did I tell you last night about getting tattoos on your face? Do not. Don't do it. Don't That's do right. It. Don't, don't get don't, don't kids. Get don't get tattoos on your face. And I would say don't put them anywhere on your arms. Just don't get a tattoo. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. thank you. Yeah. See, and I'm Run not, for I'm, not anti, I'm not anti-tat at all. But yeah, you gotta you gotta be you gotta think about you know think about the children. Let's well, gotta think about uh, you know no, you're gonna, my you're mom. gonna get hired by someone. You go what? Depends yeah, that's why you don't do the. I dated things. a guy who wouldn't get tattoos anything below like right just above his elbow. And mm-hmm. the idea was he could even wear short sleeves to work, and nobody knew that nobody he had would them. Know. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's got it's not such a thing anymore. I mean, everyone, no. people no, have it's a but, very accepted. But no. yeah, but back for a while there, it was like if you got a tattoo, you were also in a gang. Yes. Uh, so. <laughs> or Thanks, if you had a Grandpa. face tattoo, that's exactly you've been how in prison. It yeah. Yes. yes, the rebel risers. That was like motorcycle six, gang. Six years old when we did summer camp in the park, and. I, I remember there was this old guy who had tattoos on his arm. They were all faded, like he was in the Navy, and he had all these Navy tattoos. And I remember him saying, listen, kid, whatever you do, don't get any tattoos. And I thought, that's good advice. And I've, I've stuck park with that. Guy. I wish he would have said to you, listen, kid, don't eat cupcakes. Don't get fat. I did. Whenever nope. someone some says, do you have advice for X, Y, Z for these kids, I always say the exact same thing, and people get mad at me, but I always say, don't get fat. Mm-hmm. I think that's good advice. I think it's great advice. Don't get fat. Take uh, it from someone who knows. And by the way, there's so much of a push right now for body acceptance. Let me tell mm. you something. As a guy who has been both skinny and fat, you want to be skinny. Mm-hmm. You do. <laughs> and don't tell me any of these 
body acceptance people don't want to be skinny too. The problem is it's really hard to get skinny once your body gets used to being fat. Yep. Yeah. And nobody wants to put, I say nobody, a lot of people don't want to put in the work. So instead of putting in the work to make themselves better and healthier, I need to do it too. I'm not calling anybody we're all out. Saying it like we're, saying. Sitting, we're not sitting here. I'm, I'm, I'm just as guilty. But what mm. I'm saying is, it's so much work that it's it's daunting, and it's much easier to go. Oh, oh no, this is dad bod. Accept me. It's that also kind your of body. Thing. That's the thing. People also think it's that black and white. I remember, like six radio stations ago, I was talking on the air one morning about that I would love to lose weight, and I've tried this and I've tried that. And some woman tweeted, and she's like, "Yeah, if you wanted to be thin, you would be." So this is a you problem. It's and not, I'm like, it's not ma'am, easy. do you know how much weight I have lost over the years? Probably four of you. Yeah. Right? But again, the gaining in your body, you know, metabolisms, what we've done to our bodies growing up, or if this started when you were older. like our food. Yeah. Our genetics. Food. All it's kinds of things thing. play into so, yeah. these little cupcakes. Yeah. But I mean, it's a weird, I know they're trying to now like regulate fat acceptance or something and i'm like no. that's a regulate I, i'm totally against that yeah. i you know and i say this as a big fat guy i don't want this to be it, it i don't want this to become pushed like this is this is a, a good thing it's i agree you shouldn't shame fat people you shouldn't no one should be mean to no one should be mean to anybody but we also shouldn't glorify people who are 200 pounds overweight and say yeah that's healthy too it's not it's just not Period. There's no version of you that wouldn't be healthier every if you time didn't that, weigh 50 pounds less. Every time that Gatorade that commercial comes on and they're That's doing it. yoga, my dad gets so mad. I don't want to see this on my TV because <laughs> he's so old school. <laughs> and then you get the old man and that's how it comes down. No, my mom, who spent her entire life obsessed with her weight and then obsessed with mine, mm-hmm. and she'll watch Jeopardy and there's an overweight contestant and there's comments. And I'm like, what? what why? Why are you offended yeah. by this person's existence? But I know because it's been ingrained in her for decades. I don't have a problem with a fat person being on Jeopardy, but I do not like seeing a fat person on the the weight loss thing, saying and this, you know, are on the cover of Fit magazine, and they have somebody <laughs> as big as me, and I go, no, no, no. What's I mean, you the can guy? Lie what's the guy who used, you to, want, but. who used to be cousin Rand? Not cousin Randy, but uh, yeah, it was Randy, Randy on. Uh, my name is Earl. No. Oh. Um, oh. Oh, yeah. if you hadn't asked me, I could have told you. Dude, yeah, that. Randy. Yeah, I can see him. My name is Earl. That dude, he Ethan? was huge. Ethan? Yes, mm-hmm. he was huge. Huge. Yeah, he got up to like almost 500 pounds. And he just one day, he had a little, I remember watching some podcast with him or whatever, and he was he was talking about it. He was like, man, I just, it, it hit me. I had to fix me. And but also, it took him the better part of 10 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's but, the thing that everybody thinks it's going to be six months. And him, it took no. him almost a decade. And he's famous. Yeah. And has some money. And it took him that long. And trainers mm-hmm. and all That's that kind I of mean. stuff. Yeah. So yeah. the rest of us, I mean, pass the cupcakes. So. <laughs> here, they're right here. I know. There you go. <laughs> People shouldn't be fat. Here, give me a cupcake. Give me cupcakes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just don't want them pushing that stuff on kids, man. Like, it's a fine line. Like, you, I don't want you to shame kids because they're overweight. I was a fat kid. It was awful. I got picked on, and I got pressured to not be fat. And it was tough. But at the same time, you don't want to go to these kids and go, it's okay, just be yourself. No, just be yourself is the worst advice we give people in this world. If you want to be yourself, you'd sit at home and do nothing all day. You'd accomplish nothing. Like, that's not good. you you got to try to be a better version of yourself, whatever that is. This right. is my TED Talk. 
Okay. <laughs> I feel like we got all of Laney's acceptance speeches put right into that. Yeah. Laney's acceptance speech. What was the quote? The takeaway at the very end? If you're going to be a dreamer, be, be a, a doer. doer. But then she also said something about uh, like everybody else has already taken, so be yourself or something. That's why it just feels like we just discussed yeah, everything that she right. summed up in acceptance speeches. Thank you, Laney. Laney Wilson. It's on YouTube. <laughs> it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Uh, this week, uh, the uh, you guys were so excited about Emilio Estevez being on the show. Um, of course, a big movie star. Uh, I didn't know half the movies that you guys were <laughs> quoting. Dude, but you knew Mighty Ducks, though, right? I knew Mighty Ducks. Okay. He was and a- uh, <laughs> Breakfast Club. Yeah, Breakfast Club, Mighty okay, Ducks. Was uh, what was the other one you liked? Minute, Fire. Minute Work. Minute Work, Repo Man. Young, Young Guns. Guns 1 and 2. <laughs> Dude, his Billy the Kid may be the only Billy the Kid that ever matters in the history. Did you see what his tw- Twitter handle is? No, what? It's like William H. Bonnie. Oh. No. Yes. Because I might have tagged him in something. What? I was like, hey, Emilio, remember that time we talked to you? <laughs> Did you do that? Uh, did, you, I, did you tag him? Yes, I did. tagged him did, on hey, Instagram. Uh, uh, what's your? I forget. You leave, and I forget your name. Patrick. <laughs> what, uh, did you? Uh, did you see Carson's? Uh, yeah, reel? AKA William H. Bonnie on Instagram. <clears throat> did you see her for reel? the ACMs last night? Yeah. How many different dresses did you try? Four. Four. I was like, was I'm edited. not sure. Oh, it's so great. Um, also, I didn't know it. Today is his birthday. Oh, well, look at Happy that. birthday, Emilio Estevez. Uh, we have the uh, we have the interview from the show that uh, we're going to put on right after the closing jingle. If you're listening to it, if you're not uh, listening and you're watching on YouTube, it will be a separate video and you can just uh, search around on our channel. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss stuff like this, all the live stuff as well. Just uh, Big D and Bubba, Big D and Bubba, and uh, you'll be able to find us uh, and you'll find it. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. This was the podcast, but now it's over. That's okay, because you can listen to the regular show. Where? On the radio. Oh, okay. Every day. It was the podcast. right. I'm sorry. Emilio is joining us. Oh, my gosh. It's so insane here, Emilio. Oh, we've got Carson, who is like, uh, d- didn't sleep last night, honestly. So congratulations for that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. sorry about that. Sorry to sorry to, to create sleepless nights for you, man. No, You're worth I, it. You're I worth didn't it. sleep much either just because uh, I just recently introduced my son to Young Guns 1. He hasn't seen 2 yet. Sure. And he's like, okay. Dad, this is the dopest show. I'm like, I know. And he, I said, just wait till you see number 2 and Brushy Bill and the whole thing. And he's like... Win. So we have that uh, planned very soon. So yeah, we're very excited to have you on the you show. Know, you know... Well, thank you, but you know what's going on with that, with uh, Brushy Bill and all now. No. There's some new evidence coming out. There's a new photo that's going to be released in the next month. Uh, They found a photo in Canada of Billy the Kid. It it, it has been authenticated by a New York City facial recognition uh, specialist, detective. And he didn't know who he was looking at. He was looking at all these different photos. And he said that this is the same guy. And so there is a whole other chapter and maybe two or three of them with the Brushy Bill character. And we are, we're digging into that in, in a very uh, serious way now, uh, thanks to this, this new information. I mean, we were always going to, you know, entertain the idea of, of rebooting the franchise. But I tell you what, there, there's never been a, a bigger appetite for nostalgia. Let's start with that. 
Mm-hmm. And the fact that this is a story that uh, I think people are fascinated by. And, you know, I, I believe that there's an audience for Westerns out there. So, uh, you know, if you a- Emilio, if you ask me, Pat Garrett, let him go. There was, I mean, the, the friendship, the mutual respect. I totally, Hashtag pals. Yes, pals. I mean, there's so much there. Yeah. So, And I've always <laughs> believed that. And, you know, that's why I loved Young Guns, too, with the Brushy Bill story. And now if you're telling me that there's even more evidence, because there's been a lot going the other way of, yeah. over the last couple decades. That's right. Uh, but if you're saying now that there's new stuff that has come to light, man, uh, then this changes everything. Well done. Thank you. Well, even when we shot it in, in 89... Or ninety, uh, the, there were very limited photos of of, of uh, Brushy Bill Roberts, and when you look at the makeup that I had on, it was it was overdone. I, I looked much older than than, than Brushy Bill did. Uh, he died in Heiko in nineteen fifty. He was going to the uh, post office to deliver some mail for his wife, and uh, he dropped dead of a heart attack outside uh, on the street. But uh, I've been to Heiko, spent time out there doing research. And, um, yeah, man, this, this, this story is really fascinating, and I think it's something that, that people are really going to be interested in checking out. Okay, so is, there, is this a confirmation that there will eventually be a Young Guns 3? Well, you know, again, it's, uh, I, I won't be paying for it, so right now it's about, it's about figuring, out, figuring out what studio is, is going to get involved and, and uh, you know, ultimately uh, who the distributor is going to be and, and just digging into all of the, all of the business of, of the business. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just, a, I'm just in the, in the creative, uh, side of things. I'm not in necessarily the business side of it. We'll make calls for you. Uh, we'll yeah, do this. Yeah. We need I follow this to John happen. Fusco on Twitter, so I can tweet at him and your support. Cause I know you guys have been talking about it. There you go. Hey, uh, we are uh, so excited. Uh, uh, Emilio's joining us on the hotline, uh, Estevez and this release of the, the, the way this is uh, Martin Sheen. And, uh, this is a phantom event. It's a really release of the movie, the way. And uh, this is uh, all happening, uh, what, on the 16th, right? This is happening on, on, on May 5th, uh, 16th. Uh, it's a Tuesday night, and it's, it, it's a one-night-only event theatrically. The next day, you'll be able to see it in a home theater experience by going to thewaythemovie.com and going on to our website and, and being able to have the same theater uh, experience only in your home. But if you want to see it with a group of people and you want to sit in the theater and enjoy the movie uh, on Tuesday night, uh, it's, it's a very special night. I, I think people are really longing to be back in movie theaters, be back in church, be back with their friends and family. And, and coming out of this pandemic, it, I just think it's, it's really important to, to commune again, to be in community. I think we, we don't live in isolation, and, and I think that that is... You know, I think we're seeing a lot of the problems in this country sort of born out of the, the isolation that was inflicted on all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, that whole lockdown broke us, I think, in many ways. And, uh, you know, oh, this right. is this is oh, just another opportunity to unbreak things and uh, to go see a movie yeah. that, and Carson was saying this was never actually in theaters the first time, correct? Well, no, we were, but very limited. Oh, okay. So we took a, a we did a cross-country bus tour, like rock and rollers. In fact, we, we uh, borrowed U2's bus, the oh, band nice. U2. We borrowed their bus. We, we, we shrink-wrapped it with the poster of the, of the film. I loaded my dad and, and my, my son and our producers on the bus, and we hit 35 cities 
over 50 days. We ate and slept on the bus, and we took the movie to the to the people because we believed that's where the movie was was, was really living the best. We we knew that we were going to connect, and we did two screenings a night. We did a secular and a non secular. We did Q and A's after each screening. We were exhausted by the time we finished. And then the movie comes out in a couple hundred screens, and it does okay. But we believe that because of that tour, because people saw how genuine we were and how much we loved the movie and, and how much they loved it, uh, we engendered a ton of goodwill. And that goodwill has been passed down over the years and, and has really reflected in how people, you know, again, this movie is big in the faith-based community. So, you know, the, 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 the folks will buy 40 50 copies, give them out as, as friends. And I'm talking the DVD. With, and, and Hollywood will tell you that the DVD market is, is, is dead. In fact, that's not true in the faith-based community. They, they, they are still buying DVDs like, like hotcakes. So, um, so, yeah, go ahead. They give it to their loved ones and they say, oh, no, this is the way. We're, yeah, that's right. we're, we're, getting the movie, we're getting the movie back out there, and, and we've got an additional uh, addendum to it at the end of the movie. If you know travel icon Rick Steves, you know, our sort of go-to guy, if you're going to Europe, he's the guy. He, you're, you want to buy his guidebooks. You want to follow his, you know, his advice. He joins us at the end of the movie, and we have a conversation, Martin and I, and I'm kind of the moderator of this conversation. We talk about faith. We talk about family. We talk about the road as church. And we talk about pilgrimage being an important part of, of faith and, and why it's important to, to, to you know, find community and travel on, on, on pilgrimage and why it's, why it's important to our existence and that we've been going on pilgrimage since the, since the beginning of time. And so that conversation is something that, uh, that audiences have never seen before, and they're going to get to a chance to experience that uh, on, on Tuesday night, the 16th, in, in the theater. All right. The movie is called The Way, Emilio Estevez. Dude, thank you for coming on the show. I'm excited to see it because I have never seen the movie. And then Carson was telling me about it. And then I'm like, well, this is right up my alley. Mm -hmm. Also, I cannot let you go without telling you that every time I play Trivial Pursuit, I ask, what does a phrenologist feel and interpret? I don't even get that. It's for men at work. (laughs) And it is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, no, I can't give you the answer on the air. Uh, I, if I, I did know. say that to Emilio Estevez, I would die unfulfilled. <laughs> Run away, Emilio, as fast as you can. We would laugh. We would laugh so hard just getting to the trying to get through that scene because of the answer to that question. Yes. Emilio, I'm so sorry. Um, uh, hey, make sure you support him uh, the way and uh, everything else that he's doing. Emilio Estevez, uh, and the one and only. Young Three. And bring on Young Guns 3. <laughs> Someone pay for this. Uh, we love yeah, you. Your, your lips to God's ears. Let's do it. <laughs> Amelia, thanks, man. We appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. See you. Bye.